Hey, good day, good day, everybody. Brian here from quantlabs.net. Um, I just wanted to go over three articles with you that should be fairly concerning. Uh, this is on Reuters. Now, this probably is behind a paywall if you just go to it. Um, I'm getting this off of their phone app. Um, and the other interesting thing with all these old legacy media outlets, uh, they're expecting you to pay for each and every one of them. And a lot of the crypto websites are now filling in that gap. So you'll probably get some, the two other articles from those type of sites. So anyways, continuing along, uh, this was posted uh, today. It is 2-19, April 10th. Uh, Jeff Haley, CEO of American National Bank and Trust, saw the crunch coming at the start of 2023. Uh, rising interest and slowing economy to him meant that the loan growth would likely fall by half. It's a Virginia-based uh, community bank. Worrying sign about volume, higher yielding credit. This is worries. Um, then a pair of regional banks abruptly uh, collapsed. We know about those. When his bank lo loan grew by 13% uh, to around $2.1 billion. Um, so just leading into it. Coming into 2023, my rule of thumb was whatever you did last year, you'd probably do half this year. That's pretty wise advice. Based on current events, I now think it gets cut in half again. Can you imagine your your loan uh, business getting cut basically by 75% in just one, in not not even one year, a quarter in four months? Um, also, uh, here's a couple of other tidbits I picked up. Bill Clinton was the one that separated and signed off to get rid of the Glass-Steagall. That was brought in to prevent banks from trading depositors' money in the 30s during the Depression. Um, so that's what uh, Silicon Valley Bank did, and uh, we're back there as well. So now we're leading into a pretty big crisis. That's just on the uh, credit crunch alone that I've been talking about. Uh, continuing along, after a year of Racing along virtually unfettered path to higher interest rates, the Federal Reserve is facing its first significant pothole. As it does come to Toronto, if you want to see potholes, uh, as a decision made in hundreds of bank executive suites will either add up or not to an economy shaping dropping drop in lending. Raising the benchmark interest rate that banks use uh, in lending to either. Tighter monetary makes consumer and business loans more expensive and harder to get. In theory, that lowers demand for credit, finance, goods and services, and in time also lowers inflation. Okay, let me give you an example. I looked at an open house of um, my neighborhood in Toronto's run-of-the-mill mid-income or what would have been thought of that. Um, I live in a semi-detached home and um, basically... We have older properties um, on our street, and uh, one was an old bungalow, huge garden, uh, huge land uh, for that type of property in anywhere in Toronto. Anyways, uh, they sold it off, probably made a boatload. Uh, a developer, probably an independent, came in, uh, split up the property, put in two brand new homes. I did check with uh, the realtor at the open house. Understand my area is also Chinese. That's a huge, huge factor as well. We're like we, I, I am uh, part of the world famous. Uh, if you know about Canada and the the uh, 
writing in, in Canada with the problems of the federal MP quitting eventually, and then the provincial MP quitting. Uh, that's my writing. That's my. Uh, that's where I live, and uh, we are known, uh, funny enough, as the greater. Uh, what's it called? The Republic's People of Don Valley North. That's the name of our MP. That's that's how prevalent we are and influenced by pretty well what they're accusing of the Chinese uh, embassy, uh, the CCP, in other words. So, anyways, regarding that house, which is I was the everybody was Chinese in that open. It was crowded. This property, sick. It's it's forty five hundred uh, square feet. With the basement plus the basement at fifteen hundred square feet, it was it was massive, six thousand square feet. Basement had uh was about about twelve fifteen hundred square feet plus uh that property uh would have been able to rent out that basement for like three thousand a month. It was like a brand new apartment. It was it was all high end finishing. It was unreal. And they were lining up. I'm going to check today if that property's been sold. And the other property was being sold off as well at the same time. So that just tells you in Toronto being unique as it is. And I've read that the economy, especially in the real estate, is starting to recover. This is weird. And it's all because of our unique immigration of Canada. So... That's what's going on here. And what's going on in the U.S. is totally the opposite. I can't say the rest of the Canadian uh, across Canada. Apparently, Vancouver's uh, real estate is dying, but Toronto's doing pretty good. Good for me, too. Um, anyways, so so the question is, continuing in this article, household and business bank accounts remain comparatively flush, a buffer against too swift and economic come down. Uh, overall, bank credit has been stalled at about $17.5 trillion since January. Its year-over-year -year growth has been falling fast, and the Fed's next interest rate decision in May now hinges on whether policymakers decide that's just monetary policy running its course or something deeper. It's something deeper, let's put it that way. Inflation is measured by the Fed's preferred gauge remain more than double the U.S. Central Bank's 2% target. I think it's around 5 or 6 maybe 7%, but it did peak at 10% 10, 10 uh, a few months ago. Policymakers now agree that uh, another rate increase of their May 2-3 meeting was is warranted. So I would have thought they would have paused it, but I guess they, they may have to overdo it because we're not going to see if they have to do another rate increase you probably won't see it until the fall but they're also talking about well we've got a cut um but i think yo-yoing between the interest rate of cut and, and of, of putting up to a certain level and then lowering it it just sends a very bad signal back to the market saying yes we're desperate because now we have to come back to printing even more money to keep the economy uh off its deathbed well it is on the deathbed but from actually going into cardiac arrest i guess you could call it um, potential for a worse than expected credit crunch remains elevated in the wake of the uh, SVB and Signature Bank collapses. Uh, worse seems to be now. Remember, this is Reuters. This is not speculation on some we'll call it crypto site, like which I'm about to tell you. So this is legit. Uh, emergency steps by the Fed and Treasury Department protected depositors of both banks, helping ease what could have been a destabilizing run from similar banks at larger ones. Other actions by the Fed 
help maintain confidence in the wider banking system. Okay, so we've talked about the bank runs in the digital world where you could literally, a bank could lose all its deposit within hours because of the internet and these phone apps that uh, people have access to. And, and as one guy said on Bloomberg, you can push a button and, and wire to $200 million. That, that's how prevalent it is. Uh, response, less lending, tighter credit standards, and higher interest on loans was already taking shape. Officials are now are watching for signs that has been kicked into overdrive. It's weird that our city in Toronto is not like that. I, I just everything everything's buzzing. Hard data on bank lending and credit will come into play, augmenting top line statistics like unemployment and inflation that the Fed is focused on. Fed policymakers gauge whether tougher bank lending may let the central bank forego future rate hikes. That's what I thought. Bank officers survey will also be mined for clues about sentiment among those driving credit decisions. Uh, let's see. I'm just looking. Survey data is going to be very important because it's going to give us a sense of whether financial institutions are pulling back and even more on their credit standards. Cleveland Fed, uh, Fed President Loretta Matt Mester, we already saw it happening, which you'd expect to see as interest mate rates move up. This was a kind of normal thing. Now we're going to be really assessing, okay, this is even stronger impact because that's going to matter. We're trying to calibrate our monetary policy and tightening credit conditions is the mechanism that's going to impact the broader economy. Um, survey of large and ask high-level questions. Are lending standards looser, demand increasing, or Yet uh, it was showing that the wheels of slowdown of slowdown in motion. So so they're not po pulling if people are pulling money out of their uh, bank accounts because they don't trust the U.S. financial system. That's what apparently has been going on and it's hitting record levels where people are putting that same money into pretty well money markets. I guess is where the majority of it's going, and gold and maybe a little bit in in crypto. Uh, Quarter, last quarter, 2020, showed a net share of around 45% were tightening standards for commercial and industrial loans. So it's up sharply in the last surveys that is already near levels associated with recession. Consumer loans were also getting stricter. Um, okay, I'm just trying to see how long this is. I don't want to spend too much time on this. Because this, this is... Conference of State Bank Supervisors Survey found that the lowest sentiment among community bankers since the poll began in 2019. Nearly of all 333 respondents, some 94 said a recession has already begun. Yeah, I totally agree. Dallas Fed Bank Condition Survey conducted in late March after two banks indicated lending standards in the Fed Regional Bank District have kept tightening with loan demand. Now, from what I'm gathering in the startup world, uh, I think I mentioned this, venture capital is drying up, uh, and a lot of that's driven by basically loans. And a lot of that came from Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, what this means for consumption, business investment remains difficult to gauge. I don't know how it's difficult to gauge. Like, give me a break. Uh, if it's down, yeah, everything's drying up. The, like, this is the problem with this legacy media. A lot of it's based on pretty well just propaganda, trying to tell a story and 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 really soften the blow for people when they read it. And I think a lot of people are losing trust in 
what's being put out there. And, and it's the same thing with, like in my case, Bloomberg Radio. They just temper down the story when there's more outrage out there than than you think. Uh, small banks are already reporting tightened profit margin, reliance on bank loans, lines of credit, and credit cards, tough, tougher financing conditions may land particularly land hard on that segment of the population, key source of employment. So here's another thing. Because the glass steagall has been gone for a long time, banks are now most likely going to use people's deposits for trading purposes. That's the only place right now where they're making money. Big banks, little banks, and whatnot. I mean, that's one of the reasons why SVB went bust. Um, so that's probably why a lot of people are, are moving money out of the, out of the, uh, out of the traditional financial system in the U S and probably the West as well. Okay. So we have this guy, chief U S economist at Deutsche Bank. Yeah. As if that is going to add credibility, but anyways, recently estimated if the next fed loan offers shows a 10% point rise in the share of banks tightening, it could lop about half a percentage point from U.S. output, enough to turn expected meager growth into a recession. Wow. Thanks. Thanks for that, uh, Captain Obvious. These scenarios would push lending conditions into a range that has been associated with recession. Broader tightening of financial conditions will meaningful slow at a time when recessions Risks were already elevated. I didn't get anything out of this article. And they want me to pay for that. Um, credit crunch, the Fed fears may already be taking shape. Huh. Anyways, let's go to our next article. There's three here. Um, so as I said, there's uh, these these um, crypto, crypto uh, sites now are starting to do more of the traditional news of the economy and what's going on and and, and the thing is um they're going to get bigger and and as usual the traditional media will continue to, to to sink and that's okay but again the question is do you rely the on these uh sources so i'm going to give it to you give you my opinion and leave it at that and then you can do as they say do your own research right so this is from uh gold i don't think he's a gold bug as much as he used to be but he put out this Really alarmist as usual headline. Economist Peter Schiff advises get rid of your US dollars now. Uh warns USD's reserve currency status in jeopardy. Um let's see here. How long is this article? Okay, it's very short. Okay, so uh, econ- uh Schiff urged people to get rid of their US dollars now as a growing number of countries have escalated their efforts to reduce their dependence on the U.S. and the USDC, uh, sorry, USD. Dollars reserve currency status is in jeopardy as is the American standard of living. Uh, that depends on it. Uh, the best move you can make is to mitigate your losses to divest of dollars and dollar-denominated financial assets. Let's see if he gives us a solution. Uh, so anyways, so right now, uh, what I'm seeing is I don't know if you've heard on uh, saw there was an article I think it was FT and uh, macaroni Macron uh, was in China and apparently he was quoted saying that uh, that uh, the 
the, basically countries should move away from the U.S. and the U.S. dollar. This is the French president. And we know that as confirmed that they had tested some transaction between France and China uh, in Chinese yuan. So that's coming from France. We also had the ECB president or chairwoman uh, go over. We also had, I think, Germany's um, chancellor went over there too. And this is the last few weeks. So we could start to see a European support shift as well from the U.S. So they'll, like the Saudis said, well, our relationship with the U.S. is not in jeopardy, but they're going to diversify. So call it what you will, but when you're using the so-called petrodollar exclusively for all oil transactions through OPEC for U.S. military protection, and pretty well the leader of that organization says, or cartel, says, well, no, we're going to divert and, and, and lean towards Saudi. And the thing is, look at what Chinese did. They broker peace deals between Iran, Saudi, and all of a sudden there's now a truly wanting uh, between Saudi and Yemen. So go figure that. That's all driven by U.S. foreign, or that's all driven by Chinese foreign policy. And this is the problem when you have the kind of President Sleepy Joe at the wheel. Uh, and apparently, I got an article, he may run again in the next election. I don't know. Anyways, continuing along with our article, Goldbug and Economist Schiff has urged U.S. dollar holders to get rid of USD now. This was tweeted on Friday. How much clearer does the writing on the wall need to be? Get rid of your U.S. dollars now while there's still enough people who still can't read it. Yeah, called sheeple. Uh, his his uh, tweet prompted by an article titled Saudi Arabia, Southeast Asia, Nations swipe left on U.S. dollar dependence, uh, which highlights the mounting efforts by countries in Southeast Asia, the Middle East. Now, Middle East is the big one because that's where the money, the global money center is right now. Uh, if it's not Saudis, Dubai, Qatar, Oman, uh, well, UAE, uh, and maybe some other countries that I forgot, but they're the ones that have the the, the wealth, okay, and um, they're the ones really propping up the global market. So once you lose them, move over to China or whatever China's building, uh, that's a big danger for the U.S. So um, the Turk. Now here's another big one: Turkish Central Bank also re- recently unveiled measures to ramp up their de-dollarization efforts. And they this they haven't even heard about Brazil. Uh, I think India has mentioned it. I heard uh, blurbs about Japan as well. So U.S. is becoming very, very isolated here. I think there'll be a very small handful. If this continues, there'll be a very small handful of countries that will uh, support this uh, for the U.S. Dollars uh, reserve currency is in jeopardy, as is American and depends. This best move you can make is to mitigate your personal loss to diverse dollars and and dollar-denominated financial assets. Um, Now, this is the problem of shift. He's repeated warnings about the state of the U.S. economy and looming devaluation of the U.S. dollar. A recent tweet, he cautioned that the U.S. is poised at the biggest economic disaster in its history. I'd agree there. Uh, He is an alarmist, but look at the writing on the wall. I mean, you can't deny it. Emphasize that we're on the cusp of a financial crisis that will be bigger than the last one. Uh, soon everyone in America will be a multi-millionaire. 
but don't get too excited. Chewing gum will cost you well over $1,000 for a pack. And all the higher uh, taxes meant to soak today's millionaires and billionaires will drench tomorrow's uh, middle class. Um, so that is, again, from uh, Bitcoin.com. And the title of that article was Economist Peter Schiff Advises Get Rid of U.S. Dollars Now Warned USD's Reserve Currency Status in Jeopardy. I think it's, well, it's already... Uh, no longer there. So thanks to that person who sent that. I'm going to open up the last article here. Um, this this also conf- this is this is definitely 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 more um, more speculative. This is from good old Reddit. Um, but some of these subreddit posts do get attention. Okay, I'm just loading it up right now. Anyways, the article is. Uh, most U.S. banks near insolvency, hundreds already fully insolvent. Um, I'm just waiting for this thing to load up. Okay, hang on here. Uh, this is an interesting article, I think. People should be aware of This is from Bitcoin News. I don't know why it's so slow. Pull it up another way here. Um, Well, I've never seen an article. uh, Okay. Da-dee-da-dee-da-dee-da. It's Monday. And yes, we are doing a live stream tonight on TradingView. Um. Okay, there was an opinion from Rubini. Uh, let's go with that. I mean, that's a, that's about uh, 10 days old, but I think this is an important statement coming from, you know, trying to find a site that doesn't have a paywall is near possible. Uh, let's see. Okay, so I found this, cryptoglobe.com, anti-crypto economist Nuriel Rubini most U.S. banks are technically near insolvency. Okay, so this guy's traditional. Let's get into this one. Um, oh, my other article just loaded up. Great. So we'll use this first. Neroli Rubini has held the position of professor at professor emeritus at the uh, Stern School of Business, New York University, uh, serving from ninety five to twenty twenty one. So this is not some crazy you know, Cousin Joe out of a garage kind of guy. Obviously, he's got credibility. CEO of Rubini, uh, Macro Associates, da-da-da-da. Okay, so Rubini called the glorified Excel spreadsheet one of the most overhyped technologies ever. This is uh, regarding Bitcoin and the whole crypto space. As far back as 2014, he was attacking it, calling it a Ponzi scheme and a lousy store of value and a conduit for uh, illegal activities. Okay, despite that, which is just chalk value, if you ask me. Um, but outside of that, I think he does bring credibility. Uh, highlights, the end of 2022, U.S. banks' unreal losses on securities reached $620 billion, approximately 28% of those total capital, $2.2 trillion. Rubini also points out that the rise in interest rates had led to a decrease in the market value of other assets when accumulating uh, for these factors. 
U.S. banks realized losses actually amount to 1.7 trillion. Remember, this is December before even the SVB and the uh, Signature Bank uh, collapses, right? So, uh, so Rubini, the unrealized nature of these losses stem from the current regulatory regime which allow bankers to value securities and loans at their face value rather than true market value. Well, I forgot to mention, I read about Shift. Again, he doesn't provide a solution. Just an alarmist. We'll talk about solutions in a little bit. Um, but coming back to this other article, uh, he asserts that most U.S. banks are technically near insolvency. Here's the quote. In fact, judging from the quality of their capital, most U.S. banks are technically near insolvency and hundreds are already fully insolvent. Wow. Uh, when was this article written? Okay, so this is April uh, 2nd, 2023. Rubini explains that rising inflation reduces the true value of banks' <clears throat> liability, which are deposits, by decreasing their deposit franchise and asset not on their balance sheet. He further states in this and this asset only exists if deposits remain with banks as rate, rate rates rise. Uh, experience from SVB and other U.S. regional banks reveal that deposit stickiness is not guaranteed. Yeah, with the social, uh, sorry, with the phone apps, and you can withdraw everything pretty fast. If depositors withdraw their money, the depositor franchise evaporates and unrealized losses become and realizes banks sell them to meet withdrawal demands leading to bankruptcy. We've heard that before. Uh, in an op-ed, Rubini mentions the deposit franchise argument assumes that most depositors will keep their money in accounts bearing uh, 0% interest instead of earning 4% in a, in a safe money market fund. Where did I say, when, where'd you hear that before? He asserts the deposits are not so complacent. The current fight for uninsured and even insured deposits is likely driven by both purists, a pursuit of higher interest uh, and concerns about deposit safety. Woo. Uh, he emphasizes that interest rate sensitivity has returned after being a non-factor for the past 15 years. He suggests that banks assumed a foreseeable duration risk to increase their interest rates and criticizes regulars for not subjecting banks to stress to see how they fare in a scenario of sharply rising interest rates. Then he argues that central banks face a trilemma due to recent adverse aggregate supply shocks, COVID, pandemic, uh, war in Ukraine, and supply shocks. Price stability through interest rates hikes raises the risk of a hard landing, what well, some are calling a, a crash landing, uh, but also additional risk of fear of severe financial instability. And I've been consuming a lot of Kitco and Stansbury, and I think his name's Ed Lim. Everybody's talking about a collapse. And you think yeah, that'd be way off if it ever happened. But now you get Rubini calling about financial instability. That's serious. Um, okay, so here he goes. But the additional risk is severe. He warns that central banks may wimp out to avoid economic and financial meltdown, setting the stage for de-anchoring of inflation expectations over time. He also calls for everyone to prepare for the coming stagflationary debt crisis. I agree with him. 
And like this guy is, uh, is this Dr. Doom? I, I don't know. There's Faber as well, but yeah, Faber's the Dr. Doom. I, I like listening to him as well. Uh, Rubini expresses concerns about risks associated with crypto during a conversation with Ariel. Stansbury research Daniela Cambone emphasized that the crypto market is highly dangerous and riddled with frauds, criminals, pointing out that the entire crypto house of cards seems to be collapsing. Suggests that tr- crypto is not the place to be if somebody seeks to preserve their wealth. Um you know, I, I I counteract that because just two instances over the weekend, two big things happened out of Switzerland. Uh, there was a, an article about how Swiss National Bank is interested interested in buying crypto. Okay, this is Swiss National Bank after what they went through with uh, UBS and Credit Suisse. On top of that, the Swiss the Swiss um, Postal Service. Uh, you know, that does money orders are now enabling you and teaching people through mainstream media to educate them on how they can buy crypto. So if this guy's saying crypto so bad, you're telling me that Switzerland is wrong? Uh, I think not. And not only that, but uh, the UNHR was awarded by something for allowing uh, a program that they built to allow donations for Ukraine during the initial stages of the invasion of Russia. So again, this is where crypto is absolutely helpful. It helps keep people uh, keep people afloat places like Lebanon and Venezuela when there's hyperinflation. So yeah, you have to have uh, uh, crypto. Rubini also mentioned the significant volatility of Bitcoin. I can't deny that. Know that just over a year... If the value was around 69K, dropped to 19K and 20K, losing around 80% value. He's right about that. Uh, you cannot put exclusively all your capital into these things. Or nor can you do it with, uh, with um, uh, what do you call, uh, stable coins. Stable coins are dangerous. They've proven that they don't work under very extreme conditions. Look at what happened with SVB lately. Um, Rubini highlighted the recent collapse of two uh, major crypto banks. Silvergate and uh, Signature claim were involved in risky activities, putting depositor funds at risk. Very true. Very true. Okay, so there's this article I've been trying to load up. Here it is. Again, this is from BitcoinNews.com. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Uh, BitcoinNews.com. Again, speculative. But the other one was from Rubini. So there might, there's credibility to me for that. Uh, most U.S. banks near insolvency, hundreds are fully insolvent. Uh, I'm not sure if this is from Rubini again. Uh, stagflationary debt crisis is now more likely to happen due to the recent banking sectors. Uh, okay, so this, there's this tweet video, actually. Banks are technically insolvent. This is from Professor... Stonge. I don't know who that is. S-T-O-N-G-E. Yield on... Okay, so this is another short article, which is good. Yield on 10-year U.S. Treasury bonds was roughly at 1% in January 2022. German bonds were trading at negative half a percent. Signal drastically bad effect inflation would have for stocks and bonds. Increase in inflation could increase bond yields, which only measure things for stocks. Because there's an adverse, inverse relationship between yields and bond price, higher yields indicate a 
price fall for them. Yes, they've been going up. And I'm watching other videos. Uh, one I've been kind of watching more and more of is Jay Bravo. And he's got he's he's got a lot of insiders helping him out. And uh, he's saying, yeah, watch the crypto bond market because that's ready to blow up. And a lot of people put their money into the bond market. Look what happened yesterday, uh, last year. Both the stock market decline and the bond market decline. So that tells you everything's totally distorted. Investors are stuck between a rock and a hard place by the end of 2022. U.S. banks face an unrealized of $620 billion on securities, roughly one-third of their total capital. Did this come from the other article without the credit? Um, interest rates of banks are paying on their loans are higher than they have been in the past, reducing the market value of their other assets. If you borrow a money long-term at 1%, those rates then go to 3% the true worth of your loan, someone would have to pay for it and it will fall. The okay, this is different info. Calculation accounts for bank losses that haven't been realized yet, uh, which amounts to $1.75 trillion, 80% of their total capital. I can see why people are bailing out of the U.S. banking system, but yet, uh, yelling in the uh, treasuries, oh yeah, our our banking financial system sound and same with Powell. That's why you cannot trust these buffoons. And the worst part is that the um, the major media like Bloomberg are parroting all this stuff. It blows my mind. Real value of banks liability decreases as inflation risks inflation rises, whether deposit franchise increases. An asset is not even on the balance sheet. When interest rates are higher, the value of this asset increases. It's actually a good article. According to some estimates, this uh, total value of deposit franchise held by U.S. banks has climbed by nearly $1.75 trillion. Uh, deposit franchise can only exist if depositors keep their money in the banks. If depositors leave the bank deposit franchise, Disappear and unrealized losses on securities suddenly become realized as banks sell assets and market price to meet withdrawal demand. Wow. Bank could go bankrupt if withdrawals exceed their deposits. This is exactly what happened to SVB. Um, yeah. And we know what they did with uh, depositors' cash. And the Fed had to come in and rescue them. How many times can that happen? They can only do so much if you have these huge, huge liabilities building, especially unrealized, as they say here. Deposit franchise theory makes the erroneous assumption that most depositors are stupid and won't move money from their zero bank uh, account to secure money markets where they earn uh, 4% or more. So that's where people are moving. And as I said, a, a while back, it was $5, five trillion. It seems depositors are not so careless and the present flight of insured and uninsured funds is probably motivated by both their desire for greater returns and their worries about safeguarding their money. So if you get that amount of people leaving the traditional banking system, it tells you how dire it is. And, and when this thing blows up and probably with negative market pressures and for, negative forces, um, yeah, this is, as I like to call it, the dam with the water 
all ready to come over and break that dam with the amount of force and pressure that's on it. Banks took a highly unpredictable duration risk to boost their net interest margin because after 15 years following the 08 financial crisis, interest rate sensitivity of deposits also came back to normal, capitalizing on the fact that losses on government bonds and mortgage-backed securities do not need to be marked do not need to be marked to market, so they don't have to make this official. Wow. Regulators did not push banks through stress tests to determine how they would fare in the event of sudden increase in rates. Let me repeat that. Regulators did not push banks. Regulators, this is who's at fault here, uh, did not put banks through stress tests to determine how they would fare in the event of a sudden increase in interest rates. This is basically how the economy is falling into a debt trap. Hey, it's been in a debt trap for a while, but here, coming out of the regulars, that is serious. Now, I call it a house of cards, and this is what this guy's calling it. This is Alex Leary, uh, again, on uh, BitcoinNews.com. The house of cards is falling apart, so I hope you're listening to this. Due to the crucial role that regional banks play in funding small and medium-sized businesses and families and other financial institutes, the credit crisis brought by the central banking stress will make it harder for the U.S. recovery to recover. With these kind of headlines, with these kind of um, stories, you go, um, hold on here. How can you recover from all of this? With a $31 trillion debt, you've got uh, a government, two parties bickering over raising, yet again, their debt ceiling. Kick the can down the road yet again, and it's all breaking apart. Yet on top of that, you've got the inflation getting out of gear, and they're just blaming it on some war or blaming it on some shock supply or a supply shock or, or, or a war. No, it's all, again, coming back to the regulars are not doing their jobs. Because they have an incestuous relationship with banks. Same with the, the big, the big, the big tech the media, as well as the big pharma. Okay. That's what it comes down to. So let's talk about solutions. All right. With solutions, all I can tell you is go over to my quantlabs.net slash net books. In there, you will get a book on just trading tools that you can use uh, if you're in the markets. Um, yeah, I am getting more and more into trading, uh, trading view. I like it so far. Um, on top of that, um, you'll get access to all the videos there, how to preserve your wealth through crypto, uh, starting your own quote unquote bank. Now, this is before they bring in the stupid laws. And as I said, as a solution, you may want to consider getting out of the West entirely. I've been watching so many videos on what's going on in Asia, what's going on in, um, Central America, and I will tell you, people are moving to these places and having a pretty good life. Um, and it's probably a higher standard of living now with no tax. Uh, probably, I can't say anything about the inflation, but it's booming in a lot of, especially in Southeast Asia. Okay. I'm not going to go on about the countries, but it's on. Okay. Anyway, so I'm going to leave it at that. Again, go to quantlabs.net slash books if you want to get more info, and uh, we'll leave it at that. Thanks for listening.